Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league. We have an exciting episode planned today. A lot of action this week in the NFL. We're going to talk about who is overreacting out there. And we're also going to hit some injuries Let's talk about some dominant rookie play, busts, how to handle them, the best matchups for week two. And finally, we're going to talk about the Millie Maker, plays and the mindset to win a million dollars. So stay tuned. Hey, this is the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. start off today, if you're not following us on Instagram, I suggest you go out and uh, follow us. It's fantasy football genius underscore before genius and after genius. Again, that's fantasy football genius underscore before the genius and after the genius. Also, check out our website, fantasyfootballgenius.com. There are deals on there, and I would suggest that you sign up for the five tier that's going to give you instant access to the genius it's our lowest level and we need people out there to help support us we want to get our feet off the ground trust me when you listen to the genius you win let's just ask matt campbell 22 we want to give you a shout out hey thanks for reaching out to us on instagram and through the site Uh, we hope you are winning we're excited to see that you're making good decisions out there and uh keep on asking them we'll we'll help we'll help you win And without further ado, here is the genius. Let's get ready to win. Jameson Black. Week two is here. We are here finally. Week two is about to start. We got the game tonight. Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Of course, that game is not on the main slate on either site, DraftKings or FanDuel, but that doesn't mean you don't have any fantasy players in that game tonight. Um, Today on the podcast, as we talked about, we're going to be having a little discussion on some overreactions, a little recap, and a couple dominant rookie debuts along with plays for the Millie Maker. So let's get right into it. Um, First thing let's talk about is a little bit overreaction. Let's say you are a Le'Veon Bell owner and you did not get in time for James Conner with news that Bell miss, might miss a significant amount of time, is it time to jump ship and call 2018 a lost season? Of course, I don't believe so. It's week one. Um, if you didn't win last week, it's not a big deal. Get back on, the, get back on your horse. Try to get another win. Uh, there's plenty of players out there that you can pick up. The waiver wire, just, you're going to have to be able to consistently keep an eye on that waiver wire. That's a very important thing when you lose a player like Lev Bell to something like this. If you don't expect him to miss games and you take him with a high draft pick, obviously probably a top three pick, if not a top two pick, that's a big loss. But I don't think it's time to abandon ship. Use that waiver wire. Trust your football knowledge. Trust the genius, and we will get you going. Um, we have waiver wire pickups weekly on the site for a $5 a month premium cost. Great article that you can take a look at. Um, looking at the last week, there were some big injuries that t- took place. 
Uh, the biggest one, obviously, was that of Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Luckily for us, he came back in the game. But how is that going to be handling him moving forward, especially this week with a tough matchup against the Minnesota Vikings? Love Aaron Rodgers, but as a fan of Aaron Rodgers, and if you're a fan of the Green Bay Packers, is it bad for him to sit this week? I think it's not. I think the Packers are going to be smart if they sit him. If that knee's not 100%, which I don't see how it can be, you know he had to get shot up with something in that locker room to come out in that second half. That facial expression of his going into the tunnel was not one that I wanted to see of my franchise quarterback for the Packers or your fantasy team. To me, it looked like it was an injury that was going to keep him out for the season or at least a significant amount of time. But as Aaron Rodgers does, Superman himself came out of that tunnel and played in the second half. Not only played, but had a dominant performance and led the team back from a game that they likely shouldn't have been in from the first place, the way that Bears defense was playing. But like I said, Rodgers is Superman. If he can get on the field, he's going to play. Personally, my personal opinion, if I'm in charge of that organization, which obviously I'm not, Aaron Rodgers is not starting this week against a very stingy, tough, dominant defense in Minnesota. I don't want my quarterback to go down or re-injure that knee or make that knee worse because he played when he really possibly should have sat it out. Obviously, we won't know that news until later on. I'm guessing he's probably going to have that that questionable tag on him, which is something you don't want to have, especially with an injury like his. But we likely are going to have to keep an eye on him moving forward. May not have that exact answer on if he's going to play until Sunday morning when the official inactives come in on Monday morning. Or I'm sorry, Sunday morning. We also saw Leonard Fournette leave the game. Another huge injury, likely a first-round, early second-round pick for most players. With that hamstring injury, that's an injury that is a tough injury to get over. If you are a Fournette owner, hopefully you went out and you drafted or you picked up on the waiver wire TJ Yeldon. He's obviously going to get a, a, a lot of carries, a lot of work if Fournette does not play in that game. And if you have Yeldon, I think you're safe. But if you don't have Yeldon, you're going to have to find someone to make up that that. Uh, talent there from Fournette. Fournette obviously one of the better players in the league and if you lose losing him and if you lost Fournette and Aaron Rodgers that's a tough blow for you but hopefully both players won't miss much time if any at all. Uh, we also saw Marcus Mariota, Marcus Goodwin and Deshaun Jackson leave. All players are questionable this week. Jackson dealing with the concussion is probably a little different because he's going to have to pass that NFL's concussion protocol. Won't be able to get on the practice field therefore the NFL field on Sundays until he can pass that. Goodwin did come back, but he didn't do anything when he came back from his injury. Um, moving forward, people are, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people talking about Goodwin being dropped in their league. I think that's a major mistake if you're dropping Goodwin after one game, after getting hurt and not coming back. If, if someone is not smart enough and they drop Goodwin in your league, jump to the waiver wire, pick him up. I think moving forward, he's still going to be a solid player. I still am very high on him this year. It's just one game. Don't worry about one game. Mariota, he lost his one of his better talents in the, of the season, Delaney Walker, who also left last week with an injury. And it's, his season is officially over. Big loss for Mariota. Big loss for the Tennessee Titans. We also saw Greg Olson, Doug Baldwin, and Luke Keekley leave as well. Olson sounds like he's going to miss about a month, if not more. Doug Baldwin a couple weeks and have not heard much on the Keekly, but that's a big injury to the Carolina defense, which is probably one of the better streaming defenses in fantasy football with Keekly on the field. And lastly, going back to that Rodgers thing, that's a major injury. If that knee injury turned out to be a significant one, worse than we originally feared, 
obviously you're going to be a waiver wire pickup because you probably didn't back up Rodgers being that he's one of the better quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in football. A lot of people didn't back him up with a quarterback. Um, you're going to have to keep an eye on the waiver wire. For right now, I would definitely pick up a player that you feel comfortable or maybe even trading for a quarterback that you feel comfortable just in case Rodgers misses, misses a significant amount of time. But hopefully, like I said, hopefully I, I, I hope he misses this week just for the knee injury and for the fan of Rodgers not being on the field further. I'd rather him miss one week than to miss four or five weeks down the road. Hopefully it's not a major injury and Rodgers is back on the field doing Aaron Rodgers things. Looking at a couple of rookies from the past week that made their debut, I wasn't very high on Barkley going into the week. And again, a matchup against Jacksonville, I wasn't wrong in thinking that, but he showed that he belongs in this league and he is going to be a player to be reckoned with for years to come. Dominic performance, dominating touchdown run late in the game. That 68-yard touchdown run was one that you don't really see a lot of players doing that against Jacksonville's defense. Last year, they're one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in football last year. And Barkley looked like he was a veteran, knew what he was doing out there, looked great on the field, ended the game with 18 carries, 160 yards, and that touchdown. Two, he wasn't, wasn't very um, involved in the passing game, only two receptions for 22 yards. But moving forward, I think we can guarantee that Barkley is one of the elite runners in this, in this league like we thought going into the draft. I wasn't high on him week one, but the way he played against that Jaguars game, I believe he is a dominant talent, one of the one of the best we've we've seen come out of the draft in quite a while. And Barkley is in for a not only a great rookie season, but a great career, obviously. We also saw Sam Darnold come out, look a little shaky. That first play of the game threw a pick six to the Detroit Lions. A lot of young quarterbacks will drop their head and have a horrible game the rest of the way. But Sam Darnold looked great the rest of the game. I think he looked looked pretty solid. Finished the game 16-21, uh, 198 yards, couple of touchdowns and that lone interception. But the way he handled himself after that first pay, first play, first pass, interception, back to the house for a touchdown, he could have handled it a much different way. He was the he just got back in the game, did what he can do, and showed that Darnold is a player to to uh, wreck with down the down the road. I. Obviously, I don't think I'm going to start him in fantasy just yet. He still has to show me beforehand, and likely you took Darnold as the backup or maybe even as a third quarterback in your team, and you most likely don't have to worry about him unless you have a two-quarterback league. So Darnold's a player that you would definitely want to keep an eye on moving forward. He is starter-worthy down the road eventually, I believe. What to do with James Conner moving forward with the bell? If he comes back, if he doesn't come back, what are we going to do? I think if you are smart, you picked up James Conner if you're a Bell owner. Even if you weren't Bell, rushing to the waiver wire when we found out that Bell wasn't going to be there, if you snagged Conner off of the waiver wire from one of your Bell owners, uh, good for you. That Bell owner is probably wishing that he thought of that before you thought of that, and you were sitting pretty after week one with Conner as a waiver wire pickup with one of the best uh, games of the weekend last weekend, and moving forward this week, he looks at he has a great matchup this week. Moving forward, um, if you have Connor, I think you stand pat with them. Obviously, if you have Connor and Bell, you're obviously going to st- stand pat. But if you have Connor and you don't have Bell, you can also you can go out and look and see what you can get for someone like Connor. Go to the Bell owner and see what he's willing to offer. If you can get overvalue for Connor to the Bell owner, it's definitely something you might want to keep an eye on. 
But I think, my personal opinion is that I believe Bell's going to be back in about two, three, four weeks, somewhere around there. I think he's eventually going to happen. And like I said, I would love to see someone like the Green Bay Packers or the Indianapolis Colts make a push for and try to trade for Le'Veon Bell. I don't see that happening, but I would love to see it happen. So I believe within the next within the next month we'll see Le'Veon Bell back on the field, which obviously is going to make Connor not as great of a play. Won't be on, won't be any starting lineups. But the way he's ran the ball, you got to wonder if he's going to have some sort of an impact on that team, even with Le'Veon Bell there. Um, few players that a lot of people probably relied on this week threw up a big stinker of a game. We had Travis Kelsey, Amari Cooper, Lashawn McCoy. Even um, the other, uh, another chief, Kareem Hunt, didn't have a great game. Four players that didn't do much in their first game of the season. Of those players, I think all of them, minus McCoy, are going to get back on track. Travis Kelsey, you're not going to keep him down. You're not going to keep Hunt down. They're going to have big games. I think this is the week that Hunt and Travis Kelsey both have good games. I think they outdo Tyreek Hill, who last week showed that his nickname is Ty Freak. I think both Kelsey and Hunt outdo Hill in that game this week. Um, Cooper has a tough matchup against the Broncos, likely looking at Chris Harris on the other side of the ball, who's one of the better cornerbacks in football, probably the, the best slot corner in football. And I think Cooper is in for another rough game, but I'm still not going to... Uh, fold my hand with Cooper. I still like him long term. I think they they have to get him in the ball. He's one of the better players on that offense. And but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Cooper is as bad as he really has shown. He just doesn't have the consistency. I think this year is the year that he finally does get that. Hopefully John Gruden can get that out of him. But he, he's definitely he's definitely gonna be a head case for you, a headache for you down the road. He's a player that you can't you can't. Um, trust in your your leagues but at the same time you have to start and probably as, as one of your one of your wide receivers especially if you start three in your league LaShawn McCoy I am not I was not high on him before the draft still not high him after week one McCoy is a player that I am glad I don't have any shares of in season long won't look at him in DFS McCoy is one of the players that I think this week he can have another one of those bad games last week um, we had McCoy run the ball seven times for 22 yards and only three targets in the passing game. His offensive line and the team are horrible. I don't see much improvement this week. We're possibly looking at obviously can't do much worse than 22 yards rushing and three targets, but I think we're looking at similar stats this week. Another bad matchup for Shady McCoy, who unfortunately a lot of people probably drafted him high and he does not look good. That whole team doesn't look good. Uh, Going back to Kelsey, one reception on six targets. He struggled through the – one thing to keep in mind is he has struggled through his career against the San, the San Diego slash Los Angeles Chargers. He's never done really well against that team, so that's something to keep an eye on. Kelsey's going to be fine. I still have him at the season's end as my top tight end in fantasy football. I don't think he struggles much. I think he gets back on track this week. And if you are not a Kelsey fan, you'll be back on that uh, that Kelsey bandwagon soon enough. Cooper, tough matchup. He went up against Marcus Peters and that Los Angeles Rams crazy defense. That defense over there, even the offense, looks like a team that you use on Madden and you trade the best players from one team, make one team a super powerhouse. The Rams offense, the Rams defense looked remarkable. That defense was phenomenal, shutting down 
Amari Cooper, one reception, only three targets. I don't know what the Raiders were doing, only tra- targeting him three times, but that'll happen when you have someone like Marcus Peters locking you up most nights. That defense is legit. I don't think it's time to panic, hit that red panic button yet on Cooper. And obviously he's going to have a down game this week as well. I think this week is going to be another one of those down games, and I'm not hitting the panic button no matter what this week. If he goes three weeks in a row and he doesn't do anything, then maybe we look at the panic button. But let's give Cooper a few more weeks. Let's see what he does. Maybe he's not the top 10, top 12 talent that I thought he was going into the season, but I still think he's a top 20 receiver at season's end. This week we have a couple different matchups. We have Kamara against the Cleveland Browns, and we have Gurley against the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're both obviously great options. If I'm playing DFS, I'm trying to get both of them in my cash games. Of the two, I like Gurley's matchup a little better. Um, Todd Gurley looked great on Monday Night Football. That, Like I said, that offense is ridiculous. But Kamara against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, three touchdowns. Is he going to do that every week? Absolutely not. But is he good for a touchdown every week? It's hard to keep him out of the end zone. I think Kamara is one of the better players. But this week, obviously, both players are great plays. I give the slight edge to Gurley in his matchup if you're picking between the two in daily fantasy sports and you cannot have both options. Give me Gurley, slight edge. At quarterback, um, let's look at someone like Ben Roethlisberger matchup at home against Kansas City Chiefs. And we got Ke- uh, Kirk Cousins matchup at Green Bay on the road. Big Ben is a tale of two quarterbacks when it comes to him. We have a quarterback that is great at home, but horrible on the road. Last week, we sh- he showed that he's, a, he's not a good road quarterback. Multiple interceptions, not great on the road. Put him at home, a much of a different quarterback. He's great at home. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs have a chance to be the highest scoring game of the weekend, and I think both teams are going to light up the scoreboard with both passing games having a big, big impact. I think Big Ben has a chance of finishing the week as the top quarterback in the in the league for the week, week two. Kirk Cousins has a has a good matchup himself against the Green Bay Packers. Packers let the Bears uh, have a good passing game against them on Monday night, or I'm sorry, Sunday night. But also that was also with the team wondering if they lost their star quarterback Aaron Rodgers in that game. I don't know how, how much of that was was affecting both sides of the ball when Aaron Rodgers went out in week one of the first half of the week one. I give the edge, obviously, to Ben Roethlisberger, home quarterback, gimme Ben all day. Uh, like I said, I think he has a chance to be the top quarterback in the league this week um, when the week is up. And then we uh, looking at the uh, Tennessee Titans combination between Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry against the Houston Texans. Coming into the league, coming into the season, Derrick Henry was the considered the starting running back there in Tennessee. But has Deion Lewis taken over that role? I believe he has. The coaches love him. He, can, he has a lot more responsibility in the passing game. And last week, I believe he showed that he is the one to take in the between the two in your season-long and DFS rosters. Um, on FanDuel, I think Deion, Deion Lewis isn't as great of a play. But over on DraftKings, I do think Deion, Deion Lewis is a cash game play over on DraftKings with the uh, full PPR um, point system over there. Deion Lewis is a great play, especially with his salary there on DraftKings. Speaking of the DraftKings and FanDuel, let's talk about DraftKings and the Millie Maker this week. Um, I think a good strategy this week is to do the same thing. Obviously, you're going to want to take your 
quarterback and pair him with either a running back, wide receiver, or a tight end. That's what you're going to do in the big GPPs no matter what because you're getting double the points from your quarterback and his skill position player. Um, a few options that I'm looking at this week is I love the Kansas City Chiefs this week uh, against against Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that game is going to be a big-time shootout. I'm looking at possibly going Big Ben, James Conner, and Antonio Brown, or Juju Smith-Schuster, pick which one you want, and then uh, running it back with either Kareem Hunt or Travis Kelsey, spending a lot of your salary on that game. You can also look at Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, and I like Kelsey over Hill this week. I think Kelsey is the one that's going to be getting a lot more targets than Hill this week, but obviously Hill is a player that give him two plays and he can take both to the house. Um, it wouldn't also be a bad idea to take three of his players, take Mahomes, Hunt, Hill, and Kelsey, or take Big Ben, James Conner, A.B., and uh, Smith-Schuster. I don't think a lot of people are going to do the quarterback with all three of their, their uh, star players on, on, on either one of those games. Obviously, I think Mahomes and Hill are going to be highly owned, and obviously Big Ben and Antonio Brown or Big Ben and Smith-Schuster, they're all going to be very highly owned. You're not going to get the, It's not going to be a sneaky play by any means with those, those, uh, those plays there, but how you can be sneaky in that game is taking three players from one and running it back with another player from the other other team, or taking uh, the quarterback and all three of his target players on offense. That's how you can be sneaky in those kind of games, and then using the rest of your team for a value. Like that, the first thing I like to do is I like to take the lowest possible defense that I trust to get me points, and filling in your team in there because you can always add your, um, you can a- always move up on defense if you have extra money. But take the defense that you really like that you think has a chance to possibly do something this week and start there. Someone this week that I'm looking at looking at doing is taking a sh- yes, the Cleveland Browns take play the New Orleans Saints, but they're the bare minimum on DraftKings. They're playing the Saints. I think they get a couple sacks. Yes, they're going to give up plenty of yards. Yes, they're going to give up plenty of points, but as long as they get maybe a turnover here and there, maybe a turnover or two, they get a few sacks. I think you're going to be getting a enough points to um, make that minimum salary work, and that allows you to pay up at other positions. If you don't like that move, we can move up a little higher and take someone like the uh, New York Jets against the Miami Dolphins. Jets looked good on Monday night against the Detroit Lions on the road. Now they come back home in New York, play in front of the home crowd. They're sitting at $2,500 on DraftKings. That allows you to start spending up. You don't like that defense? Look at look at the Atlanta Falcons at home against Carolina. Um, look at the San Francisco uh, 49ers at home against Detroit, even though I think that game has uh, shootout potential as well. Look at the Jacksonville Jags at home against the Patriots. Yes, we don't like to target the Patriots on uh, with the defense, but the Jaguars are sitting at $2,800. When are you going to get that type of a defense for that cheap? That's a defense that you might want to look at, and a lot of people are going to look at them saying, okay, I'm not going to start the, the Jacksonville Jags against the Patriots. You're going to probably get the Jags low-owned for a lot less than you're ever going to see them this, this year in fantasy football. If we look at quarterbacks in um, the... Millie Maker, obviously you're going to have the Drew Breeses, you're going to have the Phillip Rivers, the Tom Brady's, the Cam Newtons, the Big Ben's, Aaron Rodgers. Those, play, those players are going to be very, very popular. So I'm looking at someone like Andrew Luck who has a red – so if you look at the, uh, the ranking in, on DraftKings, he's going against the, one of the, the third best um, – ranked defense in Washington against quarterbacks. Now, I think Andrew Luck is a great play this week, and I'm going to be pairing him a lot with T.Y. Hilton. 
You can look at Jimmy Garoppolo having a bounce-back game against the Detroit Lions. I think he's a, he's in a phenomenal spot, maybe pairing him up with a Goodwin or with a Kittle or going all out and pairing Garoppolo with both his uh, tight end and wide receiver. Take a look at that New Orleans game. Look at someone like Tyrod Taylor. Last week we saw Fitzpatrick have a dominant game against that same Saints defense. I think they put up something like 48 points on that defense. That's one reason why I think streaming a defense is the way to go in, in fantasy football. If you, if you spent a fairly higher pick on the Saints because you thought they were one of the best defenses in the league last year, you got burnt in week one because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who no one thought would put up that many points, had a monster game. Is Tyrod Taylor going to match those stats that, um, uh, that Fitzpatrick had? Absolutely not. That's not going to happen. But can he return value? to win you a GPP. I believe he can. If I'm taking Taylor, I'm pairing him with Jarvis Landry or obviously Josh Gordon or take a chance and pair him with both. I don't, th- I don't see a lot of people going that, that route where they take Tyrod Taylor because he's not really known to be a great GPP play. He's more of a cash game play. But with his salary and the matchup that he has, I think he's worth a look in GPPs. I think the Broncos have more of a ground game this week than they do uh, throwing the ball. But Case Keenum is a player that you can look at. Probably a better play for your cash games. And you can look at someone like Emmanuel Sanders or Demarius Thomas um, to pair him up with. But like I said, I, th- I think the Broncos have more of a running game this week. And I think Royce Freeman has much more of an impact than he did in his debut last week against the Raiders. Um, really bad defense. I'm not touching Fitzpatrick. I'm going to let everybody else look at his 45.3 fantasy points on DraftKings. I'm going to let them be the ones to take him. I'm not going to touch Fitzpatrick personally in any uh, contest this week. Um, I'm not going to touch Derek Carr against the Broncos. I might look at a a share or two of Blake Bortles just because they're playing the Patriots, and the Patriots can't put up points. So if the Jags get down big, they can. Um, they're going to be obviously throwing the ball. No, with possibly no Leonard Fournette with that injury he had last week. If Fournette does not play, are they going to rely on the pass a little more? If you're Jacksonville, you're not going to want to put it in Tom Brady's hands. So you're going to probably try to run the ball no matter what. But if they get down and get down big early. Um, Blake Bortles might be some someone that you look at for, at $5,400, pairing him with a D.D. Westbrook, Keelan Cole, someone like that might be an option. Or and then also pairing him with T.J. Yeldon, who has a uh, phenomenal um, is phenomenal out of the is really good out of the backfield as a running back in a passing game. Those are probably the players that I'm looking for at quarterback to pair and going on. That allows me, if I spend down at defense and I spend down at tight end, I spend down at my quarterback position, that allows you to get the Kamaras, the Gurleys, the David Johnsons in there. If, Like I said, if I have to pick in a GPP, I think I give the edge to Gurley because everybody's going to be on Kamara because of the game that he had and the game up, upcoming against Cleveland. Obviously, Gurley's going to be very uh, – it's going to be popular as well, but it's one of those players where I think – Personally, I, I give the slight edge to Gurley in my GPP and cash games there. Um, the contrarian, a contrarian pick that I like is the going back to Hunt. Uh, last week I was I went I went to that well last week and it burnt me because I didn't have many, many shares of Alvin Kamara or James Conner in, in GPPs. I decided to fade both and go Hunt and David Johnson and both of those players didn't have a great game. Hunt had a really bad game in uh, in, in for a, a Hunt game, obviously. I'm going back to the well this week with Hunt. I absolutely love Hunt in that matchup, and I think he's going to go under-owned as well, especially with the way that both Kamara and Gurley played and the value that we see at running back this week. Um, If you look at tight ends, I think George Kittle is a phenomenal play this week, especially for the salary. 
looking at looking at Kittle, I think he has a chance to return value. Um, possibly maybe even being a top three tight end this week. Obviously, I think the best tight end of the week is Travis Kelsey. If you have the salary, spending up on Kelsey is a great job, uh, great option. But my the builds that I'm doing so far have me going Kittle there for, uh, at that option. So those are my those are my thoughts on the GPPs the, over there. Like I said, the, um, DraftKings has their Millie Maker twenty dollar buy in, top prize a million dollars. I know anybody out there can can use that million dollars. I know I definitely could, and I think FanDuel's GPP is a fifteen dollar entry fee if I'm not mistaken. Um, difference between FanDuel and DraftKings is DraftKings is full PPR, and FanDuel is a half PPR. So that that makes it not as important to get those pass catching receivers out of the backfield at running back um, on FanDuel as, as it does on DraftKings. So that makes the Deion Lewis's those kind of players not as important on Draft and FanDuel as they are on DraftKings. I'm looking at at, at uh, Mike Gillisley possibly this week as a sleeper to possibly be a slate breaker for the Millie Maker. If for some reason he can maybe get two or three touchdowns because the Saints get inside the five-yard line, he carries the ball in for a touchdown. Saints get up big. They decide to run the ball and and, uh, give Kamara that break, and Gilsey gets a little more carries than than they think. Coming off of that horrible game against Tampa Bay, I don't think it's out of the question. So give me Gilsey as a super deep, deep sleeper to possibly be a slate killer on FanDuel, FanDuel only. I do not roster him on DraftKings. He's a FanDuel play only, and I'm talking about if you're playing 50 to 100 teams, maybe throw a share or two of Gillisley in your lineup. That'll do it for this week. Um, if you have not followed us on Twitter, follow us at FanSportsGenius. Follow us on Instagram, Fantasy football underscore genius underscore. And if you have not checked out the website, check us out. Got some interesting stuff out there trying to build this brand to help you guys win your leagues and also win in daily fantasy sports DFS. Um, website fantasyfootballgenius.com. Got some premium articles. Be a member $5 a month, $10 a month, $20 a month. Different options that I think are worth it. Um, $5 a month gets you my cash game plays both on DraftKings and FanDuel along with season-long waiver wire pickups. If you want to just check out a few articles, we offer start-sit for season-long. We have DFS 101 terminology, and we have game-by-game breakdowns, which are, I believe, one of the higher tiers for the site where I take every game. Last week we offered it free. This week it goes back into premium. But I offer uh, insight on all games for the entire weekend, who I'm looking at, who, are, who, who to start, who not to start, and all that good stuff. Good luck in your games. Hopefully this helps you out. And let's get those W's rolling. Have a good day. 